Welcome to Podcast 36, everybody. I'm your host, Pastor Lucas. I got my other host, Pastor Aaron. Let's go. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. Last time that you fasted for something, Pastor Aaron? Uh, well, I usually do like a weekly fast for our Wednesday night services. Nice. What um, does that look like for you? Uh, so I just, for me, uh, that weekly fast is uh, I'll skip uh, usually two meals okay. uh, during the day. They usually and, eat like five solid <laughs> meals a day kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, I usually eat five to six, sometimes seven, <laughs> depending on how hobbitish I'm feeling. Yeah. You so know, skipping two is not difficult. I just got to wait till like 11 Z's or lunch. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, <laughs> I skip the meals in between breakfast and lunch. Yeah, it's uh, difficult. I, yeah, it really is. Um, but yeah, so I guess it's been a little bit since we've actually had a Wednesday night service. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess whenever the last Wednesday night service that we had. Yeah. So the first week of December. Well... If you can't tell already, this podcast is going to be about fasting. That's right. Uh, Cornerstone Church starts the new year off with 21 days of prayer and fasting. We've got uh, different ways for you to fast this 21 days, and we've oh, got yeah. a bunch of different prayer meetings. I think nine extra prayer meetings. Yeah. yeah, I think nine extra prayer meetings. Nine extra prayer meetings during these 21 days. You're invited out to all of them. We'd love to see all of our youth and young adults out to those prayer meetings. But before oh, yeah. we get into the meat of the hearty stew of podcasts today. Yeah. Um, hot steaming bowl of podcast. <laughs> uh, before we is, get into that, Before what do we, we got? get into that, uh, you, you, you hot about anything these days? Um, Christmas Christmas is um, it's a hot time of year. Yeah? Well, yeah. You got, I, feel, I feel like you got something that you're hot about right now. Well, I've got a lot of stuff I'm hot about. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything you're hot about? Uh... No, I feel like I'm. I feel great right now. I I really love the week in between Christmas and New Year, oh. which is what we're in right now. You like that better than the lead up to Christmas? Sometimes, yeah. You can be honest, yeah, because and just say what the, you feel. The, the week after is so much more relaxed. Uh huh. The week well, leading up to Christmas is so chaotic. Everywhere's chaotic. It's it's insane. So me me and my wife went to the mall on December twenty second. Oh yeah, bad idea. What time of day did you go? I was at the middle of the day. What was it? A Saturday or what was that? No, it was, it was not. It was a Wednesday. There or was a, a lot of Thursday. People. It might have been a Thursday. There was a lot of people there, huh? Lots of people. It was a Thursday because uh, my wife got that day off work. Yep. And or she she worked Wednesday and then she was off Thursday. We were both off Thursday. I thought here was where I made a mistake. I thought that if we went. From like 10 to 2. Like the middle of the, the work day. The middle of the work day. I'm feeling you. During a, the work week. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't people working? <laughs> that that the mall wouldn't be as crowded. Uh-huh. Or we, we went to a lot of others. We had to like do grocery shopping and went to other places, not just the mall. Yeah. So the stores won't be as crowded. False. Yeah. I was wrong. And Some people love the energy of the crowds, though. 
well, I'm not one of those people. Nope. It stressed you out. It was stressing me out. Yeah. And and I went I went to one store that usually this store has super fast checkouts. I went and I stood in this line for forever. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of people in front of me. I mean, they had lots of registers open. There was just, it's a huge store in the mall. It's like one of the biggest stores in the mall. Everybody's working. Everybody's checking out. Everybody's working. They got tons of lanes open. But then I'm almost there. You know that feeling where like there was one guy in front of me, one guy checking out. I was like, I'm, I'm, th- I can almost taste it's right there and that then, fresh air. But that guy in front of you, I'm not joking. This is not an exaggeration because I literally timed him. I looked at his cart and I was like, oh no, this is going to be a long time. This guy was in line in front of me checking out for 15 minutes. And he's right there in front of me. One guy. Oh my goodness. One guy in front of me. And I I seriously looked back at the other lines that were moving faster and thought- That's the worst feeling. Is it worth it to- I'm next. Is it worth it to get out of line- Go all the way to the back of the line. And still somehow get through it faster. And I thought, I was like, there's no way that that's going to be faster. And it probably would have And then I saw the person who was at the back of the line. You did an eye eye check. You're like, all right, (laughs) the guy with the blue hat's in the back. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. And he passed me up. And he checked out and walked out the door while I was still stuck behind this guy. It was so frustrating, Pastor Luke. Dude, I'd be hot if I was you. I'm hot right now thinking about it. I, I was I was getting livid. And my wife was in oh. the car and and so we were we were gonna go out. She's to like, eat. where you at? What's we, going we on? We had some gift cards. Text and, message coming every yeah, minute. And she was like, What is taking so long? And you're like, so, it's not me, it's somebody in front of me. Oh, bro, oh dude. I'm telling you the holidays. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of the holidays. <laughs> You know what I like more than the holidays? What? Is the, like, a birthday or an anniversary. You know why? Why? It's just you. Because nobody else is celebrating it. Nobody else is celebrating. If you want to go to a restaurant, you want to go to the park, you want to go to the mall. No, it's just you. Right. The holidays, it's 33 million Americans all starving for (laughs) the the same thing you want. Yeah. It's just so stressful. It's so stressful, and I'm, I'm coming in hot about something, too. All right, what do you got? Christmas Day happens, and I'll say, I'll say this when it comes to kids and Christmas. Yeah. As a parent, your, Chris, your Christmas is spent managing emotions. Okay, yeah. Especially when they're little. Right. Because you're trying to teach them, this is a holiday about giving. Yeah. So don't freak out if somebody has one more present than you. Right. Or you thought you got the short end of the stick with a certain. Uh-huh. Don't please, and then don't get ink. Don't fight. Don't fight. Don't get jealous. Don't get mad. You know. Don't get set. Don't cry. Right. <laughs> it's like you're 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 spending your day t- teaching children about it's better to give than to receive. Have an attitude of gratitude. Be thankful. Don't fight. And so you're kind of managing all that, and then they're opening up a present, and it's immediately one of those gifts where, like, it's a baby doll with a shopping cart and 45 ki- kitchen <laughs> kitchen items that you can put inside the shopping cart. Right. All the foods and beverages, like plastic stuff, and the it, it's 100 zip ties. <laughs> <laughs> And it's plastic barrier behind plastic barrier behind plastic barrier, all with its own fastener. Yeah. And the, you're 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 just 
your whole Christmas day as a parent is spent opening tedious items and putting together yeah. the the <clears throat> kitchenettes and the kitchen sets and the shopping carts and the baby go potty <laughs> <laughs> prepping prepping baby food for the for the brand new baby go potty doll that y- you bought them or you told right. somebody else to buy for them and you're as a parent you're just like this is not fun like yeah <laughs> and so monday comes around and which is the day after christmas yeah and i was like in my house and i had a random thought i was like oh wow i just opened up and assembled all the kids gifts and i didn't once cut my finger hey that's a pretty good accomplishment i was like yes <laughs> this is really rare because usually you're, you're, as you're like opening uh, a box there's a point where i get i'll get frustrated with all cuz i've opened all of those packages i'm like Screw undoing the tape and the <laughs> yeah. zip ties. I'm just gonna I'm gonna poke so, a hole. I'm just gonna rip it. Yeah, but you kind of <laughs> you, you cut your hands. You get yeah. you get these large wounds. You know, all this packaging is is meant to cut you. <laughs> and I realized, oh, I I did it all without getting cut. And then my Jen, my Jen, <laughs> my wife Jen, she's like, hey, can you open up this? Uh, all, all these we got a food trays, uh, couch food trays. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about when I yeah. say that. And uh, TV, TV trays. Yeah, for for eating food on. She said, like, we, "We got we got this these cool TV trays. Can you assemble all these?" And I was like, "Sure." And right before I opened the box, I, that's when I had the thought, "Oh, I went through all of Christmas without cutting my finger." And I go to open up the lid of this box, and my fingers just rip open the box, and then. It was not stapled together. It was glued together with this like super intense, like oh yeah, gl- it, like plastic glue. <laughs> yeah, and this piece of glue, which was the strength of plastic, jammed under my fingernail. Oh, and I was like, no, no. go, oh, <laughs> no, and no, just no, like no, what no, happened? No, what happened? No. I'm like, all oh, the glue is just jammed under my finger and it's still like under there and I like I pull it out and like it just starts bleeding yep and I start to gather blood under my fingernail and all and it starts oh, to so starts bad. to surround the fingernail and the fingertip and I'm like oh and I start laughing <laughs> she's like what is so funny I'm like I you wouldn't even believe it but I, literally before I started assembling this thing I just thought to myself how great it's been I haven't cut my fingers open opening all these <laughs> packages and she's like i'm so sorry i'm like that's just terrible well it's it today is is we're recording this podcast on wednesday yeah so i cut my finger 48 hours ago and it still kind of hurts yeah oh yeah underneath those that finger you know, that's a sensitive area so i was on one of those days when everything was covered in ice was that friday or saturday <laughs> yeah i went out to just throw something in our, our like big outdoor garbage can and, you know, I went to throw a bag of trash in there. Yeah. And I lifted the lid and it had rained and then froze. And the ice that was like covering the lid, when I went to open it, it broke and a piece of ice stabbed into uh, is my thumb. I just had to check to see what hand it was on. Stabbed into my thumb and my thumb was bleeding from a piece of ice. Mother nature. <laughs> that broke <laughs> off. I was like, ow! Yes. I, I was just, it's just, all I just did was lift the lift lid the, of the yeah. trash can. I just was like, living life. Just going to lift the lid of a trash can. Oh, get my hand. Oh, how could this be? <laughs> it's like, I'm coming in hot, man. Yeah, it's, holidays are stressful. 
They really are. Yeah. You gotta, I got to watch my attitude all holiday long. I have to purposely tell myself, today you will be in a good mood. <laughs> it's the holidays, you Grinch. Yeah. And I'll like yell at myself and I'll call myself horrible names. Like, get into a good mood, you Grinch. What's wrong with you? Why are you such a bad person? But like, I'm just stressed. Yeah. <sighs> well. It's a perfect lead in for our topic today. Perfect lead in. Today. Today we're talking about prayer. Prayer and fasting. fasting. <laughs> and uh, Pastor Luke, because we're talking about this, because we're we're ramping up. We are ramping for an awesome twenty-one days prayer and fast fasting, encountering the presence of God. We are we're going up the ramp right now. Oh yeah, and it's going to be awesome. I'm really, uh, really just feel it stirred in my spirit this year, Pastor Luke. Do you that? I feel like God is is stirring something in my spirit. I mean, it's not even 2023 yet where our fast doesn't start for a little bit, but I've just been really intentional about seeking the Lord, just praying before the fast and really feel like God is is stirring in my spirit. And recently I, I was listening back uh, for, for our radio show to a message Pastor Tim preached at the beginning of 2022 about prayer and fasting. And he was talking about how God will will mold your your heart, your desires to align with His. Mm-hmm. And I th- was thinking about this. This is a this is a huge huge brag. Okay, um, humble brag though. This, hu- humble brag. I wish I had a siren right now. <laughs> wah, wah, like a it's like a, some sort of like <laughs> a little sound effect. Something. Wah, wah, yeah. Humble brag coming in. So a couple years ago. Uh, I think it was 2021, uh, for my wife's birthday, one of our friends took us out and we went and we did pottery classes. Mm-hmm. We're like, you, you, it's not like painting the pottery, but you like actually like just have a lump of clay on the spinning wheel thing and you can make stuff. That's difficult. <clears throat> it, it was really difficult. It was actually really fun. I went in and it I had a really awesome. bad attitude about it. I was like, this is going to be so ridiculous. And we went in and it was a ton of fun. I That's actually cool. really enjoyed it. Yeah. And, uh, but so we were, we were just, Making a bowl. It's the inner Bob Ross coming out. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got one. And it, I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And so we're all we were doing was making a bowl. So like really simple. And uh, it was me and my wife and our friend. And they were actually struggling to make a bowl. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, I made this. I'm like, I'm so proud of this bowl. And Dana gets so annoyed every time I bring it up. I'm like, look at this bowl <laughs> that I made. You still have it. You <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have it. I use it and, nice. and I eat out of it. It's fantastic. Nice. And, you know, I got to paint it. And I got made this like cool design on it. Every time you whip that <clears throat> bowl out, Dana rolls her eyes. Every single time. I and love it. She's probably rolling her I eyes right it. now as she's listening. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> she made one too. Um but mine, mine looks a little bit better than That's hers does. Just the and, way the um, cookie crumbles sometimes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but I had, I had this bowl, and and really, it, and then I looked at the one that like the instructor was making, and I was like, wow, my mine's not really that great. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> but I felt <laughs> really good. First ever bowl. Your natural Picasso over there. I, I felt awesome about this bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I'm saying that because I think it's a great picture. It was a great picture for me. Um, when I was thinking about that passage, I think it's in Jeremiah where it talks about how we, we are the clay and God is the potter. And I was thinking about my heart getting aligned with God's because when I started with that lump of clay, it was, it was just a brown, gray, like grayish brown, ugly lump yeah. on a wheel in front of me. Mm-hmm. And by the time that I got done with it, when I, when I got it back and they, you know, they'd dried in the kiln and everything. It was this 
It's really not a beautiful bowl, but I think it's an awesome bowl. It totally changed form, changed shape, changed color. It's, it had a purpose. Yeah. Before, it was just nothing. I mean, you if you tried to harden that, and it would just would have been a lump, yeah. a paperweight. But I was able to take it and mold it and shape it and paint it, and it gave it a purpose. It turned into something useful. And I think that's what fasting so many times does in my life, Pastor Luke, mm. is it a line, It gets me lined back up with the purpose of God in my life. Yeah, sometimes I think when we start a fast, we assume or we think that our current state is great <laughs> and yeah. God's just going to... He has nothing... He's got to, he doesn't need to waste any time getting me straightened out. He just needs to get everybody else straightened out. Yeah. And everything's going to be good once everybody else is all good. But right, you, right, sit right. On that, you sit on that wheel and God, you start the fast and God looks down and you're just a square, rectangular clump of clay and God's yeah. laughing going, you think you look good right now? We got some work to do. Yeah. That's what fasting does. Yeah. That's really what it does. Yeah. I don't it, think it's a good idea to start a fast by saying, I am fasting to get these specific wants and needs for my life. Yeah. I don't think that's what fasting's about. And I think I would agree with you on that because when Jesus is teaching about fasting in, in I think it's in Matthew 5 or 6, Jesus is talking about fasting. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about fasting, and he gives us a way not to fast, and he gives us a way not to pray and in that whole passage of prayer and fasting. And then he shows us how to pray, and when he's showing us how to pray, it's all about, God, what you want, let it be here on earth. Yeah. It's not, none of that, like if you look at that Lord's Prayer and you look at when he, there's more to when he's talking about prayer and fasting, the Lord's Prayer is just a part of that. I think it's in Matthew 6. That whole section about prayer and fasting, when Jesus is teaching, the way that he teaches us how to pray is all about God's will being done here on earth. Not, yeah. not God, do this for me, do this for me, do this for me, and do this for me. Yeah. So I would say that there's typically around four reasons why your prayers aren't being answered. Yeah. And we, we started talking about one of them right now, which would be like wrong motives. Yeah. Wrong prayers. Absolutely. So like, and, and James chapter four talks about this, that a lot of your prayers aren't being answered simply because you're not asking for the right things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that what you're asking for is not the father's desire for you. Yeah. But the father's will. It's, 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 it's bad prayers. And we've all seen this. Yep. And we've all done it. <laughs> yeah. So we've probably all done this too. I mean, let's just be honest here. It just doesn't seem like necessary at times for some of these like big pastors needing jets. Right. They're like, <laughs> they're really not that in demand. <laughs> they're not doing anything with the jet. They're right. just speaking at their French churches a, a thousand miles away. Yeah, it's a- Just fly a plane, a normal <laughs> plane. Like, you don't need a $40 million jet. Right. Like, some of these guys, you're like, well, you don't need that. That's just a, it's just like a selfish desire. You just want comfort. Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, you want an airplane for some <laughs> status reason. I don't know what's going on there, but your motive seems really weird 
And right. no, I don't want you to get it. <laughs> and and you should just not pray for that. And so there's wrong motives behind some of our prayers. Yeah, some, absolutely. Some of us are we get we 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 can be downright sinful sometimes with what we request from God. Yeah. Oh God, uh, uh, get that get that person that uh huh that that hurt me the other day. Oh yeah, get them, God. I know. I was just like, no, that's not my I've had, desire for them. <laughs> I, I've, I'm not even joking, Pastor. Like, I've had conversations with people talking about that passage when Jesus says, "Pray for your enemies." And, and uh, well, then it's because it's like, yeah, go ahead. And they've literally asked me, "Is it okay for me to pray bad things on my enemies?" I'm still praying for them. <laughs> I was like, can no. I can I pray that? That God would do bad things to them. I was like, no. you're, you're missing the whole point of that verse. Absolutely. I mean, the disciples tried to do that with Jesus. They, yeah. they wanted to call fire and brimstone down yeah. on Samaria, was it? Yeah, I think that they were walking by some Samaritan towns and, and they rejected Jesus. And yeah. James and John said, teacher, you want us to call down fire and brimstone on these cities? And Jesus is like, no. No. <laughs> I'm not here to bring punishment. I'm here to bring salvation. Yeah. Message of hope, love. Anyway, so no, no, we're not, we don't <laughs> pray like that. These are, there's are reasons why our prayers aren't being answered. Another reason why your prayers might not be answered was, is James also talks about this in chapter one, because you doubt. Yeah. You doubt. So like, we know when we doubt too. Yeah. We know it. God, can you, um, you know, do this, do that, and and you doubt it. I'll, I'll share a personal okay. story. So I remember one time driving to church on a Friday night. It was a young adult service. Yeah. It was our wet and wild night. We had set up the slip and slide, the ramp into the pool. We had the you know the 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 water a tub full of hundreds of water balloons. Uh, we had all this extra stuff. Like I think we had the dunk tank dunk tank out. Like, we had this awesome night planned. Right. But on the radar, days leading up to Friday night, you could see there was they were calling for rain. Big rainstorm. Big rainstorm. And immediately when I see that, I just go, great. Right. This totally sucks. Like, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm discouraged. I'm, I'm ticked. And my prayers are like, God, why are you doing this to me? Right. <laughs> Such a prayer of doubt. Yeah. Such a prayer of doubt. Yeah, it really is. And not only that, God, God, why do you always do this to me? Right. That's not a that is a prayer because I'm talking to God. Right. But it is a prayer of not of faith. Not of faith. <laughs> it's just a prayer of total doubt. Yeah. And sure enough, I'm driving to church that night because I gotta be there a little early. Yeah. It's the worst rainstorm I've ever been in, in my entire life. Yeah. Absolute torrential downpour. Lightning every second. I yeah, I, if I could explain this storm to you, you wouldn't even believe it. Well, I, I think I know it Noah's. It was exactly what <laughs> Noah experienced. I, I think I know what storm you were talking about, <laughs> oh my and gosh. I, I it was literally one of the craziest rainstorms, thunderstorms. The amount of rain that came down and lightning that flashed simultaneously was insane. And I was driving to church. Yeah, my kids are in the back. It is. Six o'clock at night, but it's the summer. Yeah. So it's it's the sun is supposed to be out. The storm was so bad, my kids thought it was nighttime. Right. Because it was so dark. Yeah. And we're driving to church, and I the kids are in the back. I'm like getting I'm angry that the storm is just raging because it's ruining our night. 
Right. And I literally yelled out, God, is this all you got? Because I was so upset. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about I had a horrible attitude. It started days ago when I looked at the radar. Right. It didn't get any better as I was driving to church. But you want to know what happened? The what doors happened? opened to church at 7 o'clock. Yeah. And at about 7 o'clock, the rain stopped. Yeah. And it never came back. Yeah. And people showed up. And the storm didn't hold anybody back. They showed up. Yeah. And we had an amazing night. And I had to tell God I was sorry. Yeah. For my attitude. Those were prayers of total doubt. Right. That's what James is talking about here when he says the prayer of doubt. Right. (laughs) (laughs) There's another reason why your prayers might not be getting answered. Yeah. What else you got for us? You stop praying too quickly. Mm, You give up. Yeah. Matthew chapter 7 uh-huh. talks about this. Yeah. This is the 7-7, seven, seven, Matthew 7-7. Seven, seven. Some of your prayers aren't being answered because you're just flat out stop praying too soon. Yeah. Well, I think about in the book of Daniel, right? I think it's Daniel chapter 10, I think, when Daniel's doing his, his three-week Daniel fast, and the angel finally shows up to him 21 days after he started praying and seeking God. And the angel's like, I was sent right away, but I was held up by a demon. I mean, could you imagine if Daniel would have stopped praying? Wow. Wow. And, we, and the angel would have never showed up. That's spiritual warfare. Yeah, because like Daniel's prayers were continually asking God for this wow. answer. And the, the angel was sent, but that, that demon was preventing him. I believe it says after 21 days, God sent a second angel mm. that, that helped him and, and, and went to Daniel. But... Man, just that idea of persevering, continuing to pray. We have no idea, Pastor Luke, what is happening sometimes in the spirit world. Well, no, we have no idea. And, and, and so to, to think that our prayers can have an impact on spiritual warfare, man. It, it puts a fire in my bones. That, man, I don't ever want to stop praying. I want to continue to be not, not just a person who prays sometimes when life is bad, but to be a prayer warrior. So there's a there's a little kind of a parable, I guess you could say, Jesus tells about prayer. Yeah. Because his disciples are so curious about prayer, they actually ask him quite a bit, like, what is what are you what are you doing when you go into pray? How do we pray? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, what are you saying? And and Jesus actually shares like don't give up when you pray. He tells his disciples that. And then he compares it in a parable form to a woman yeah. who will not give up. When going to the judge yep. and asking for justice. For justice, yeah. And a unholy, unrighteous judge will get so tired yeah. of the persistence that he will give justice to the woman. Right. That's how Jesus says we should be praying. Yeah. Not giving up in prayer. That's good. Going until the prayers are answered. My mom prayed for something for 30 years wow. before it was answered, but it was finally answered. That's amazing. I, I, I don't think many of us will ever have to pray for something for 30 years, yeah. but don't give up. Don't give up. Last thing. What do we got? And why your prayers might not be being answered is because you have unforgiveness. Yeah. And the Bible talks about this in Matthew chapter 11. Yeah. Before you go do anything, you need to stop and go ask for forgiveness. That's right. And many times... It's between you and another person, many times. 
And sometimes you need to ask God to forgive you because you've done something in the secret and you feel ashamed about it. And you you know it's creating distance between you and God. This sin is has has erected a wall between you and God and your communication is hindered and your face to face oh yeah between each other is blocked and it you can't you're having a difficult time and you need to ask for forgiveness tell God you're sorry and those walls come crumbling down yeah i remember hearing a message when I was an Ignited student, Pastor Ben preached this message on that passage of scripture, you know, when Jesus said, if you have anything against anyone and, you know, and you're praying, go ask for forgiveness. And I remember he was preaching that message and he's like, you know, guys, I looked up that word, anything and anyone in the Greek, and you know what it means? Anything against anyone. Yeah. And he's like, that's pretty all inclusive. Yeah. If you have anything Against anyone, yeah, and and I, and I think that's a huge reason why why maybe we we are having our prayers aren't being answered. We're having difficulty in our prayer life is yeah. because of that. We're harboring unforgiveness, and it reminded me of another passage of scripture. I'm going to go back to Matthew chapter six. Um, <clears throat> I, I really love that passage of scripture. Maybe it was because when I was in the IMA, I had to memorize the whole Sermon on the Mount, so it comes to my mind a lot. But yeah, Jesus talked um, about this in the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, and he. In his section about prayer and fasting, Matthew chapter 6, he gives the Lord's Prayer, and part of the Lord's Prayer is, is, Lord, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, or forgive those who trespass against us, or whatever translation you're reading. And then right after he finishes the Lord's Prayer, he says this in Matthew 6, 14, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive you. Mm-hmm. And then he goes right into fasting. Literally the next words out of his mouth are about fasting. So I think that this is such a important piece of prayer and fasting that Jesus not only talked about it in the Lord's Prayer, he reiterated it, mm-hmm. which is actually the only part of the Lord's Prayer that he reiterates. Interesting. And then he goes into fasting. And I think that maybe sometimes if we just read the Lord's Prayer, we miss how important forgiving people is to our prayer life and to our fasting. When it, and, and you talk about fasting, too, because Jesus makes few references to fasting. Yeah. Um, one of the stories in particular is the disciples went out praying for the sick yeah. and trying to cast out demons. Yep. And there was one demon in particular that they were not they able couldn't, to... Cast it, cast it out, yeah. And they brought this person to Jesus, yeah. And Jesus cast the demon out, and they're like, "Why couldn't we do it, Jesus?" Right. And he says, "Well, this particular demon only comes out by fasting." Yeah. Wow. So the disciples did not have a routine of fasting built into their life, right? But Jesus did. Yeah. Um, Come on. And so when you fast, something happens in the spirit realm and yeah. you're able to come up against the evil forces and defeat them. Yep. I will, the podcast is almost over, but I, I heard this story from a, well, this is a man that I really like. His, his name is John Ramirez. Okay. Yep. And you can YouTube him and hear his testimony and listen to his sermons and his stories. And he shares this one story in particular. He used to be the um, like high-ranking satanic priest of New York City. Yep. And 
this one evening in particular, he had been spending, spent hours astro projecting, right? Hours. I mean, this guy was committed to satanic worship. Right. Because I know Christians who can't spend hours praying themselves. Yeah. And this guy has spent hours astro projecting. And while he's doing that, he's cursing communities and apartment complexes and neighborhoods and families and and ter- doing terrible things. Right. And he comes out of his house, he says, and he says he's he's just got finished astro projecting for hours. And he feels powerful. Right. Powerful. And he's walking down the streets of New York City and he walks up. He sees in the distance a group of young people and they were sharing the gospel on the streets of New York City. Yeah. And he says that up ahead he noticed them because they were shining bright. Wow. And he is so excited to confront a Christian because he's going to walk up to them. He has a whole plan to just berate them, ridicule them, humiliate them, hurt them. Yeah. And 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 just scorn them and really give it to them. And as he gets closer, he says the light is so bright and so powerful that he becomes weak in their presence. And he cannot confront them physically. He cannot get a word out. He cannot do it. That's so crazy. And he realized for the first time then and there that there is a power much greater than his. And these were teenagers. Come on, somebody. Yeah. That's an awesome story. When you pray and fast, you become powerful. That's right. But not to hurt people, (laughs) not to lord it over people, not to become better than people. No, no, no. You become powerful to defeat the works of the enemy. Come on. Which is, you need that more than you realize. That's a good word right there, ladies and gentlemen. 21 days of prayer and fasting starts January 9th. Join us. What do you got to lose? Nothing. What do you got to gain? Everything. Oh, it's been great to be with you today, Podians. <laughs> it's been a great podcast. 36 was one for the books, my friends. Hot, steamy bowl of podcasts, everybody. Steamy bowl of podcasts. See you in the next one. See you guys. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well... Can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.